His exploits are legendary. Dirk screens, Simons into a triple. Got Anthony Simons with an appropriate answer. He has 26 tonight, Lamar. He's at 6 of 8 from 3. The Chicago Bulls pick Michael Jordan of the University of North Carolina. What is up, everybody, basketball card collectors and investors, whether you are in some Ohio farming town or the streets of Los Angeles or some airport in France or sitting on your back porch in Melbourne, Australia. This is Gary from Hoops and Cards. There's a lot of us thinking about Atlantic City, New Jersey right now, the national as every podcaster, every YouTube streamer, every card content creator, grader, dealer, seller, blah, 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 company is at the national and, uh, and streaming about it or telling us about it. And guys, I I think it's a blast. I wish I could be there. I do. I I woke up this morning like, man, I'm in Hartville, Ohio. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Otherwise known as not the home of the national, but, um, yeah, actually it's not really known as that. I just, uh, it would be awesome to be there as I see videos and tours and the excitement of, uh, a lot of people I know are there. And, uh, you know, on one hand I'll be reaching out to a few saying, Hey, how's it going? And if they all ignore me, I wouldn't blame them. Like, look, dude, I'm, I'm trying to find deals. I don't have time to come on your little podcast and talk about Pascal Siakam. I have to, right? It's an exciting time for the the sports card world. And I'm, I'm fascinated, curious, anticipating the kind of news that we'll hear about what cards are hot, what cards are not, what big sales are made. Uh, you know, even though I focus mainly on budget sports cards, you don't hear me coming on here talking about cards that are like more than a thousand dollars quite often it's not more than five hundred dollars but man there's a lot of a lot of high roller dogs a lot of high spenders and uh business leaders in the hobby that will be there and will be buying and selling and talking about the big deals anyway i'm pumped and uh wondering like what what will come out of this like will this be i mean in effect the the start of the nfl season and and football being the hot thing what basketball players are people talking or asking the most about. Uh, I'm I'm going to reach out to some that have been uh, dealers and circulating at things like the trade nights, what players are people asking for and and searching for. Because I think there's some that are uh, obvious, the GOATs, Jordan, LeBron, Kobe's. Like the nice thing about GOATs is they're always in demand. You'll always have a buyer and you can always wait out a dip and uh, anticipate. But the other thing is that they're they're often uh, lesser pop counts than many of the newer cards, graded or printed even. And so that's a that's a plus for buying goats. Uh, today, I you know if you are interested in following along with the national, what I've done at uh, hoopsandcards.com. 
that is our website. It's going it, to more and more it's going to be our go-to for information, backup, details, uh, sort of a portal to get you to other information around the, the world when it comes to the NBA and sports cards and their values and uh, resources for you as you collect and invest. I, I want to do better. Hoops and Cards wants to do better at uh, being a, a, a portal to all the other excellent leaders and opportunities and companies in the hobby like uh, nooffseason.com, like Card Ladder, like Sports Card Investor. There's, there's just, uh, you know, been an explosion the last three years of fantastic people leading and creating and doing good things in the sports card market. And, you know, we, while we specialize in basketball and we, we like to try to be, uh, ahead and informative when it comes to what players or what products could be improving in the future. Uh, we are not, in fact, I don't think anybody is the comprehensive all in one place for sports card information and, uh, you know, opportunities. So there's that. There's a lot of collaborating going on in the hobby, which is great, which is great. Hey, back to hoopsandcards.com. I would say, uh, for just the current conversation, you could go there and, uh, oh, there's a marching band. Now, you know, you're in Ohio. There's a marching band. Hold on. Um, what other podcasts do you get like live performances from the Lake High School marching band. That's pretty awesome. Uh, they are practicing just as much as the football team here, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, back to the, the podcast. If you go to hoopsandcards.com, you can see there's two specific posts I would like you to, to check out. One is to follow the national at home. I have a link to all of the... <clears throat> excuse me. Wow, all the new or upcoming, um, the new or upcoming, um, resources, streams, videos from the national. So you can click on any of the photos. The pictures will take you to videos that I've already watched parts of. And each one of those videos made by a content creator who is, uh, reporting. <laughs> They're kind of like reporting. celebrating every aspect of what's going on at the national. So if you want to stay in touch and continue that, then just follow those videos to their, um, accounts, their channels, their YouTube production throughout the week. I think it's going to be great. So that's one post. And the second post, yeah, the second post, well, let's call it a series. You'll, you'll see second half spotlight where there are articles about Anthony Simons, Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Pascal Siakam. Those are three names that let me be, let me be upfront here. I am not buying right now. And I do not expect people to be talking at the national about, did you hear how everybody's buying Anthony Simons? Did you hear what Pascal Siakam is going to do? Like, no, I, I don't anticipate that. What that series is about as we've done since the beginning of our podcast is is report to you, hey, uh, <clears throat> here are some players with tremendous potential in, well, what they're doing on the court, 
and how that could translate later on to better success for their teams, better uh, popularity, certainly great paychecks for these guys, but also the card values. Maybe they're they're not what they could be because this player hasn't played on television a lot or they haven't been a starter till now or they haven't been deep in the playoffs yet or they were injured in their returning. Like, uh, I wanted to focus on three players that I can't get off my mind. Um, maybe it's just as an NBA fan and as a basketball card uh, enthusiast who who a year ago, let's let's do it this way. Guys, a year ago, I was thinking about what what players finished that season on a high note that maybe people didn't know as much about. Uh, we, of course, like to talk about what goats like Giannis and LeBron and Steph Curry do. We, of course, follow along with the hobby and the high-ranking leaders like uh, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, Ja Morant, Where's Donovan Mitchell going? Like the, those those kinds of players are always their names are always in the headlines. What what last year stood out to me when I looked at that season was, and Darius Garland finished that season really well. Miles Bridges finished that season really well. Tyrese Maxey showed flashes of being ready to perform on a big stage. This was last year. And so going into last buying off season, like last summer, last August, September, and October, when I found great deals at a card show, and I'm talking like five bucks or less on Darius Garland's, Tyrese Maxey's, and Miles Bridges, there were other players, but those are the three that I was like, huh. And y'all know, we, we could say, hey, there have been times when any of us have projected or hoped that one player would would step up and he didn't. I don't know what's going to happen to Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and I've got at least one slab of his, I guess just one, it's his Optic Hollow PSA 9, that I thought, hey man, Nikhil Alexander-Walker could take that jump from being bench guy who scores eight and a half points a game to being starter who scores 19. Didn't happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I was wrong on Nikhil Alexander-Walker. But it's fun to be... It's fun when it actually goes well and the guy becomes Darius Garland. Or the guy becomes Desmond Bain. Or Miles Bridges. And and those guys aren't done improving. Like, you're going to hear me talk a lot more about those players as the next season approaches. But the, the, the guys who, who finished the second half well, uh, ironically... The, those articles, let me see. Uh, Shea Gilders Alexander was playing awesome, but his team had a chance to get a top five pick, so they shut him down. Hmm. Anthony Simons was playing awesome. The team was winning too much, but they had these draft picks that they needed to get in the top five to ten picks. They shut him down. And it worked in both cases. By the way, it, it increased their probability of getting top picks. The Thunder came away with Chet Holmgren, who's all the buzz this summer in the Summer League as a building block for the Thunder and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Boy, if he had played and they might have won a bunch more games, you know, now they have the chance to develop Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, and get ready for the new franchise cornerstone here. Same thing happened in Portland. Like, they shut down Anthony Simons, Yusuf Nurkic, Josh Hart, and like 10 other guys. Okay, I'm exaggerating. Three other guys who were actual NBA players. 
and they they proceeded to lose 17 of their last 19 games. They wound up with the sixth pick in the draft and drafted Shaden Sharp, who a lot of people think as a wing, as a scorer, as a raw talent, has maybe the highest ceiling of anybody in the draft. Total risk, but they loved him, and he has a chance to grow. And, and, and basically, he was clearly a top eight talent, top six talent in this draft. Portland would not have had a, as clear a shot at him. So all that to say, these are two players who were playing so awesome on teams that are in rebuilds, and they, they, they like broke the code, you know? And their teams shut them down, and I'm like, huh. And I look at their card prices, and what a deal they are right now. That, huh. And Pascal Siakam, his team did not shut him down. Uh, they unleashed him. And when he had played himself back into shape, I think it's funny. Some people think Pascal had a bad year. No, he had surgery (laughs) last spring, like early summer. He had surgery and it takes a guy a while, not only to recover from surgery, but to play himself back into shape. And in the last three, four months of the season, first off, Toronto had the second best record in the East in the second half. Second of all, Siakam was averaging like 24 points, eight or so rebounds, nearly six assists. What are you going to do? What are you going to do on a team that has, I mean, Scotty Barnes. Ooh, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, I, I do think Scotty's fantastic. Uh, but trying to follow the rookie of the year race and, and watching Scotty Barnes last season led me to appreciate Siakam in February, March, and April even more. And certainly it, you know, early May. There's a guy that I just think, wait, why, why are his 2016 rookies and silvers and autos, why are they cheaper than like guys who barely start for their teams? Why? That's a good question. And um, I think at some point, I would lean towards, hey, at some point, Siakam's going to get recognized. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, when he was a part of the Kawhi-led Raptor team that won the championship, Pascal was not like old guy way past his prime. He was like in his third year in the league. So maybe fourth year in the league. So let's pump the brakes on we've seen the end of Pascal Siakam's upside. We haven't. He finished the season as a third team all NBA. That means his peers and coaches and the media, like they voted him one of the top 15 players in the league. You make that list, it's pretty impressive. You make it twice in three years, that's even more impressive. NBA most improved player. So there you go. I'm, I feature in that those articles three guys that I said, wow, um, I don't know how this is exactly going to translate into wins next season, card sales, card values. All I know is it was really impressive. And, uh, you know, one year watching LaMelo Ball led a lot of people to appreciate Miles Bridges. And I think watching Scotty Barnes is going to lead a lot of people to be very impressed with not only Pascal Siakam, but Toronto's, Toronto's a fun team, man. They are a fun team to watch. So, so yeah. And I, I'm not so sure that being uh, the team in Canada is necessarily going to hurt his value with USA investors. I, maybe it has to this point. 
it's it's maybe just been the perception that he was a second fiddle to Kawhi, and now he's second fiddle to Scotty Barnes, and he's second fiddle to Fred Van Vliet. All right, we'll see. We will see. So check out hoopsandcards.com. Uh, you guys, I, I have more thoughts about the national and a, a few about prism basketball right now. Interesting. Uh, maybe it's a market correction. Maybe it's Panini just going after as many NBA licensed dollars as they can get before Fanatics takes over. What are you doing with this year's basketball prism? Yeah, this is Spike. Hey, listen, you guys that think you've been to basketball cards because you listen to one podcast? Well, I got some news for you. Gary has made another podcast. It's for the Hoops Plus. And I'm telling you what, all you got to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. We'll get you set. We'll get you all set. You know, he said something, I listen. All right, so this is one of those episodes where, like, I recorded a bunch earlier today. The day got away from me. I was going to talk about Prism Retail. And, uh, you know, I don't know if this was ever you, but if you found yourself at any point in the last three years driving to a Target or a Walmart at a crazy time in the morning or at a time that you would just never be (laughs) there, whatever... Uh, and to only to find that you were like 20th in line waiting to get a chance at one item of sports car. I, I just remember the last two years. Yeah, maybe the last. Well, yeah, the last two years uh, hearing stories, seeing online, you know, pictures people would take or, uh, you know, I did it a couple times last year trying to get prism basketball and uh, uh, it was not easy. And, and here we are this season, or this year, I mean, and uh, it's too easy. Like, yeah, I just went on Target.com and ordered three Prism Blaster Boxes. That would have never happened in the year of LaMelo Ball and the year of Zion Williamson. Never would have happened. Those you were always having to, if you wanted to buy wax, you would retail wax, you would have to buy it on the secondary or third dairy. It's not a word. This, you know what I'm saying? You'd have to buy it from someone who had hustled or who had a connection or who, you know, whatever. And, and this year I'm, I'm anticipating overprinting just like they did with select last year, just like they did with Don Russ again this year. And a lot of, uh, Panini's retail products. So uh, the curiosity though, like because it was the most uh, popular brand of basketball cards, the most popular line of cards in the last seven or eight years, I didn't realize, I didn't think, hey, hey, one of the things that's going to slow down the uh, excitement for this is that they took almost a year to put it out. So I'm buying like the chance at a rookie of Bones Highland or Cam Thomas or, you know, any of the Evan Mobley's, these guys, and and they're already going into their second year. Like there's no, 
there's no mystery. There's no excitement. There's no speculation. We know that, you know, Jalen Suggs has a terrible rookie year. Like, and now I can buy his rookie card. <laughs> I don't want it. I, I, I just think there's, there's a lot less hype and excitement around it because of them releasing it, not only this time of the year, but so late. Not, not just... <laughs> some years they would release before the season even started. Or at least a month into the season, you could get Prism Basketball. And now, all that to say, add that to overprinting and add that to, hey, people, it's not even basketball card season. People are buying football. They're buying baseball. They're buying <laughs> Formula One. They're buying Pokemon. So, so I, yeah, at, at the same time, I'm glad I'm getting some and I'll probably make a fun video over, you know, and I, I, they, I do have prison basketball cards that I want from this year, but there is no rush to get any of these. And I'm wondering if you have felt the same, like, Hey, this was a big deal, but I'm over it. Or this was a big deal in previous years, but look at how much people spent on those hobby boxes on day one versus how much they are selling for now. Like four, five, six hundred $600 less than people paid for them in pre-orders or two weeks ago. And it's just, that's just not right. I understand what demand is and I understand that the demand is way down and the supply is way up. I think Panini, uh, yeah. This could, this could be known as the junk prism era that we're entering right now, you know? And um, I'm not even sure how much I care. I think a lot of us have turned far away from prism wax or, or prism base as a legit investment. And, um, you know, we were looking at numbered cards or we're looking at uh, specific shorter printed parallels. You know, if I get into prism... It's going to be for the PC or it's going to be a really cool looking card that I'll grade or that I will already, you know, it'll already be graded when I buy it. So, yeah. Yeah, and and it's a great rookie class. So that that could help its value long term. I think it's a very good with Scotty Barnes and Jalen Suggs, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Evan Mobley. There's a ton of great, great players that have lots of, you know, upside when it comes to their NBA careers. So, so yeah, maybe down the line, in fact, maybe, maybe midway through the second season, I'll retract all these words and say, you know what? Uh, we all missed an opportunity to buy prism wax over the summer. And now that, you know, here we are and Scotty Barnes and Kate Cunningham are all stars. We, we both, we all should have bought in. I, yeah. Just right now, it seems like they're over overproduced, too easily available, and uh, and nobody cares because it's been a year. So, in, in fact, I I went through the uh, the the new releases and looked at hey here's here's what a Cade Cunningham Prism base sold for on day one, and here's what it sold for on day five, and day ten, and day day fifteen. Like look how much it went down in just a few days. Look how much it went down in just two weeks or three weeks. And these are eBay comps, you know, whatever. But but yeah, so I'm not crazy about this year's Prism. I'd, I'd love to hear your takes on that. Uh, but I wouldn't view it as an investment yet unless you're looking at numbered. You know, I, I like these 75th anniversary 
logo, those cards that are printed to 75. I think there's some uh, interest there, but they're nowhere near worth what, what people are charging for them on the um, buy it now. So I would say don't pay, <laughs> don't pay July prices, pay September prices when people are going to be thinking uh, cheaper. Yeah. So let me know if you found any prism cards from this year or prism wax that you did well with and, uh, and what your take is. I would love to hear it. Again, this is Gary at Hoops and Cards on Instagram at Hoops and Cards. Or you can send us a email, hoopsandcardspodcast at gmail.com, hoopsandcardspodcast at gmail.com. Guys, it is great to be with you again. If you're at the National, have a blast. Maybe you listen to this to uh, get you pumped up on your drive back to the National, or maybe you're just like barely awake right now. I don't, I don't know. I can't imagine being four days in sports card heaven, so... Good luck with that, and I will see you next time. Till then, basketball card investors and collectors, let's do it. Got to hurry. He'll step back three. Oh, what a big bucket. Donovan Mitchell went all the way down the baseline, parked himself in the corner, and all of a sudden it's a four-point game. You got to be quick with me. I'm from Erie, PA. Booyah! Booyah, booyah, booyah! Three booyahs.